Devotional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 230, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's so beautiful out here. Got a fire going, sitting out here and relaxing, looking at the stars, just being quiet. I have this awesome palm tree right in front of me. It just kind of extends to the sky. Like it's like, you know, you see those people in church, like when they're worshiping, they like raise their hands. I always, I mean, I, I, I do that here and there, but it's not the most comfortable thing for me. I mean, I grew up kind of in a very, I don't know, conservative Baptist church, some form of that. Um, and you know, like raising your hands in church wasn't necessarily something that people did. Um, but man, I'm telling you what, like as I've gotten older, I mean, finding that release has been kind of awesome. And sometimes when I look to creation or look at this palm tree, it, it just is kind of like it's extending to the sky. It's almost like it's lifting. I have two of these, which is really symbolic, but they just like extend. They're so huge. They've got to be I don't know. These things have to be 80 feet tall. They're so tall. They're, 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 Patty's like, I don't even know what's happening here. I mean, these two gigantic palm trees that are 50 feet, 50 feet apart, they don't necessarily fit in the landscaping of our yard, but they're just ominous. They're just huge. And I'm just a naturalist, so I sit out here and I look at these things and I think, yeah, I think that's how how I want to be, you know, like I just, I want to be like these palm trees, like raising to the sky, like raising my hands and worship to God. And, and for some of you listening, you're like, man, that's super weird. And I get it. I would have said the same thing, except I sit out here every morning and I look at these things and I'm trying to go, I feel like this is important. Like that's the deal with like watching these birds. I'm like, I feel like this is important. You know, I can hear a hummingbird, no matter where they are, I can hear them. And I'm like, I never, I never, I was with a friend recently, we were walking, I'm like, hear that? He's like, what are you talking about? And you hear that hummingbird? He's like, no, I don't hear a hummingbird. And I realize my ears are tuned to hummingbirds because I paid attention to them. I've slowed down enough in this life to like listen to hummingbirds, like this has become a part of something I do in my life. It's awesome. But I hear them everywhere. I mean, I hear them everywhere. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm in conversations with people outside. Like we're eating a meal. They're telling me their deepest secrets. And I'm like, there's a hummingbird around here. I can I can hear it. Like I'm kind of looking around. And uh, I started, you know, just going like, what was that? What's that all about? And I slowed down. I just slowed down enough to go. There's something, there's a whole other world around me going on that I've missed for most of my life. What would it look like to engage it? And then, you know, it, there's all these beautiful, you know, passages of scripture about the rocks crying out and the, the trees. Like, I just, in the stars, like, there's just this whole world out there that I, I missed because I've been too busy kind of cruising through life. And I wonder if maybe, maybe you're like that. You're like, man, I'm kicking butt in the world like I'm just crushing it in my business world but some my soul something's up with my soul I don't know what to do there and I'm like just get outside for a sec just check out some palm trees if you're around those or maybe find the largest tree in your area and just start asking questions like I wonder 
Like this thing's a hundred years old. Like it hasn't moved. Like and just start thinking like what does it look like to be rooted? And I don't know. I'm telling you, it's kind of a crazy thing. Now, there was this tree in Rancho. I always joke, like, there's this tree in Rancho Cucamonga uh, where I used to live, and it's this massive tree. I mean, this tree, ha- I, you couldn't fit three of me around it to, like, hold it. Huge. And I would just, like, walk up to this tree and put my hand on it and think, like, you're, you're over 100 years old, obviously. This, this subdivision didn't exist, you know, didn't exist. And they built this thing, this whole subdivision around this tree because they were like, we're just not going to move it. It's been through windstorms, it's been through earthquakes, and it's remained strong. And I just like, I want to be that. And so I know it sounds weird, but it was like this really cool, like, slow down moment. I want to be rooted kind of moment in my life. So all that to say, long explanation to say. I think that's the beauty of getting outside and experiencing all that God has for you. And so for me, as I sit in, uh, in front of this fireplace amongst these two palm trees extending to the sky, lifting their hands, I feel in my soul I want more of that. And maybe you do too. And I think he's inviting us into it all, all the time. Uh, uh, so uh, as I'm uh, kind of working through all this, and, and a lot, again, and I have to say, like again, as I sit out here, I I just I'm so grateful um, that a bunch of you listen, a bunch of you kind of contribute, and a bunch of you bought the devotional, and it just it brings me joy, and that you know we're in this together, we're learning, we're figuring it out, and I think there's some of you who are reconnecting with the word of God as a result of this very humble little podcast that started two years ago. And that just brings me so much joy and so welcome. So glad you're here. And I'm looking forward to going through this passage. Uh, we've been in Psalms quite a bit. You're going to transition out of Psalms 51. Not that the rest of it isn't important, but transitioning into Psalms 4. The Psalms for me, they're, they feel they're so human. You know, it's so funny they call them the Psalms, but the vast majority of them are like laments, complaints, and all that kind of stuff. So, and so I, I really love them. They just feel very human, and they help me. So, Psalms 4 4, uh, written by David, he says this Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. And then it says this great word that they struggled to try to translate, but it's Selah, which is kind of like this. It's like, maybe you just need to do that right now. Psalms 4.4, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts and on your beds and be silent. I remember my uh, first time to India, it was such a transformative time for me. But one of the one of the transformative moments for me was walking into villages and watching people carry water on their head. And I, so, of course, I asked, like, what's that all about? Where they go? Oh, they travel for miles to go get this water. Why? Well, because this village doesn't have clean drinking water. And I start figuring out, like, this is happening a lot where I'm going. And why isn't there clean drinking water? Well, actually, you know, a lot of people, millions and millions of people die because of they don't have clean drinking water and that like it blew my mind but it also made me angry because i I mean india is like a very wealthy country 
and I'm like looking at these temples that are all around that are government funded and I'm like wait a second wait how much did it cost to build that temple and wait this village doesn't have fresh drinking water and these people are dying and I had this indignation this anger that came into me um, and I really believed that it was a holy indignation it was a holy anger and that holy anger brought me back to America where I was like, we've got to do something about that, about this. And so I started a, a humble nonprofit called Wallets for Water. And this little, this little nonprofit um, was just how do we build wells? And so I think we built about 26 different wells and, and got a bunch of people involved in it sold a product and got youth groups involved to it but we built i think 26 wells and that uh particular nonprofit still uh, lives on i'm no longer overseeing it but it's still living on it's still a really cool thing um but it was fueled by a holy anger a holy indignation that there are a group of people that don't have fresh drinking water and that like humbled me it broke me and it made me angry david is trying to help us kind of understand what this is all about like i i started thinking like anger comes so naturally for hum humans like for most of us like it it comes pretty naturally you know someone cuts you off in traffic and a traffic and all of a sudden that is a personal offense right you are offended and you get angry like you know all of a sudden you you drop a glass like in the kitchen accidentally you, you accidentally bump it off and there's anger associated with that right you stub your toe there's anger associated with that like one of your kids mouths off to you like so one of my triggers that just sends me to the moon, gets me super angry, is disrespect. I just, I don't know how to handle it. I, I, I get very upset, very angry. And, and I have to go back to my kids oftentimes. Like, I'm so sorry. Like I overreacted because for so many of us, anger comes naturally. I, I remember meeting with some of the most quiet people that you, I, you've ever met. And asking them, like, hey, what do you struggle with? Like, what is that? And they're, they're like, anger. I'm like, you? Really? They're like, oh, yeah. It doesn't look like it on the outside, but inside I'm seething. I'm, like, seething. And that kind of, like, it blew my mind. Like, anger comes so naturally for so many of us. And I think a lot of us, we get angry and we feel bad. And so... It's, I love the Bible and that the Bible's helping us try to give an understanding, a context around anger or biblical anger or holy anger because anger is not always a bad thing. It's not only always a bad thing, right? It's a bad thing when it's a sinful thing. It's a bad thing when it is a sinful thing. And David is like, hey, 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 it's okay to be angry. And where some of us are like, yes, okay. And it's like, no, no, no. But you can't be sinful as you be as you have anger. And we're like, that doesn't make any how does that even work? What does that even look like? And so always, as we're trying to figure this out, we're like, well, what does God do? God is 
wholly set apart. He is just and loving. Those things are who he is. He didn't have to create them or manufacture them. It's who he is. And so we look to the person of Jesus, God in human form. What did that look like? And I have to be honest, for I think a a good portion of my life, I kind of saw Jesus as this pacifist. You know, just kind of locking village to village and touching people and blessing the children, right? And, and, and that's how I think my, in my mind's eye, I kind of perceived him. That's when people talked about him. I mean, honestly, most of the art during the time when I was a kid was like Jesus in like a white robe with like a blue shawl across and just like blonde, like brown hair, blue eyes, like, you know, just and just like gentle and like I think... He was very gentle when I think that picture of who Jesus is is not accurate at all. He was Jewish. But I that that picture of like this pacifist like always kind of came across my mind. And maybe that was you as well. Until we start getting into this picture of Jesus like flipping over the tables in the temple. And that was always confusing to me. Because I'm like, wait, wait, that I don't know what to do with that Jesus, right? Like, what is he, what's, what's happening there? Like, what is he doing? And, and the more I've learned, the more I've grown in that understanding of who Jesus is and even that moment is the, the holiest of places was being defiled and people were being prevented, prevented by the upcharge by this marketplace that had been created in the temple square. They were upcharging people to make these sacrifices. And so this holiest of places was defiled, and it was defiled by a bunch of people that were taking advantage of the poor so they couldn't be made right with God. And I now can see it. I can feel that anger. I can I can see that, G, that Jesus was coming up and, and, and offended by the greed and the defilement of all that God had made holy to where he's flipping over the tables and saying, listen, it's not going to be like this. This is not what it was made for. And it was righteous and it was holy because he had God in his mind and he had these people in his mind and he, his anger was proactive in that way. And so I started thinking, like, what angers you? Really? Is your anger a self-seeking thing or is it a kingdom thing, right? And I, and I love David's advice here. He's like, listen, just chill out, like ponder, like slow down. Like, in fact, like maybe you need to sleep on it, like sleep on it, like take a minute, like really start to be self-reflected. And so much of our anger is reactionary. But what if we became contemplative in our anger? What if we started asking questions like, why am I angry? Like, what is feeling this anger, right? Is this anger glorifying God? Or is it just a human knee jerk to something that's offended me or made me mad? Like in working through that and being contemplative in that is really a beautiful thing. And so when we really start looking at the whole of scripture, the whole of the narrative, we start to see that the greatest anger ever inflicted was against Jesus the Son who took on the sins of the world so that we can be made right with God. How beautiful is that? But how, how we struggle to understand that. But that was a righteous indignation towards sin that was separating 
man from God. And we are called to live likewise because holy indignation leads to holy action. And so the question is this, is your anger bringing glory to God? Like just ask yourself, slow down, be contemplative in it. Is it bringing glory to God? God, we need you. Guide us in this very human emotion that you allow us to experience. Help us to glorify you and to think about others in the midst of our frustrations and our hurts. Is it bringing glory to you? Teach us, Spirit, what to do with this. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time. Cheers.